Welcome back to the Bigger Ballers podcast. First time in person together. I'm your boy Brinks with my co-host Dev. Man, it's great to see you. Great to see you too, man. This is fun. It is super fun. I'm like, get to like look at you and it's not on a screen. Got some baseball on in the background, NBA a little later. Oh, yeah. Right on. A a lot to talk about, but out of it for two weeks. We missed two weeks. I know uh, last week you were gone out of town, so we didn't get to do it. The week before that, there was some some technical difficulties, so we didn't get the chance to uh, publish the recording because we had some loss of audio, but. Yeah, and a lot has has happened since then. I mean, we've each had our travels. You made your way from Georgia. I've been to Pittsburgh and back. You've been tipped over in a golf cart as recently as today. Yeah, today. Tipped a golf cart on accident. So, gotta love it. I mean, life is good, right? At least you're out playing golf. It's been been a crazy couple of days. Very busy. Uh, Left Thursday night from Georgia. Drove overnight a little bit. Took a couple of naps. Ended up getting here Friday afternoon. Surprised the fam. They didn't think I was coming until Saturday, so that was pretty cool. And um, Yeah, I was home for not even 45 minutes and we were on the golf course so no place you'd rather be right yeah and we've golfed four days in a row now life is good oh yeah 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 i got to play golf while i was in pittsburgh a few rounds golf with clients played some pretty good golf and some pretty bad golf played saturday in my master's event we had talked about Mm -hmm. that our last episode absolutely played horribly could not make a putt usually my putter is my saving grace and when that's not working just betrayed you, huh? everything else goes awry yeah it betrayed me 100 percent. but i uh, played nine holes yesterday played pretty well i was uh five over par six over par so i mean it's not great but way better than it was saturday we uh, won't even talk about that a lot better than i have been playing so <laughs> friday we only got seven holes in because it was getting dark Saturday we played, uh, we were playing a dollar a hole, which was a mistake. I only won two of the holes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I ended up shooting a 114 on Saturday because, well, in my defense, I never played the course all the way through before. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Still learning. And then yesterday, I played a little bit better, shot uh, a 109. And then today, I was close to getting an even 100, but I ended up shooting a 101. But man, I'm getting better. It's just learning this course. I'm actually not playing horribly. I'm just making stupid mistakes, you know. Golf is 90% mental. It really is. It's decisions you make. You got to take your medicine sometimes. You know, we all think, and I'm an amateur just like you, like you can make that hero swing or save, you know, you've hit a bad shot and all right, now I'm going to hit this ball through this really tight window after I've just hit it 50 yards right Mm -hmm. and, you know, inevitably – we do not hit it in the window, and we make things even worse. And that's the mental part is just it's decisions. Yeah. And then you get in your own head, lose confidence, can't commit to shots. That's golf in a nutshell, and I think that's why I will love it till the day I die because I know I will never, ever master it. It just seems like every time I'm ready to get rid of my golf clubs or break them, I hit just an absolute gorgeous shot from, like, some crazy distance out and I'm like, Oh yeah, this is why I golf, you know? And then exactly. I follow it up with like a five putt or something like that. It seems like, so it, it keeps me around enough, enough to keep wanting to come back for more, but you know, gotta love it. Played another 18 today with my brother and 
it was a good time. And like you said, we, we did roll the golf cart <laughs> and it wasn't even him being irresponsible or dumb. I, he, we were going down a hill. I was looking for my balls, kind of leaning out the cart and he was turning around and he, a weight distribution. He's a small guy. I'm a big guy. And just, you're a bigger baller. Yeah, I'm a what bigger baller. It, just, it tipped over, did get in a little trouble from the clubhouse. I was kind of ticked off the group in front of us, went and tattled on us, but it is what it is. He wasn't, after we came back through, he wasn't, he'd cooled down a little bit. It just, was, it was all fine, but we did, uh, we did tip the card over, spilled my water. I was a little irritated, but. No kidding. Is but you got the golf. I mean, I a, day on, golf. a bad day on the golf courses no. beats a good day about anywhere else, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. So, so, good. Speaking you of got- golf, I mean, just finishing yesterday, I was watching the final round of the Masters while I was golfing. I made my brother stop so he could watch John Rahm do his last putt, but I was paying attention to it pretty close, and I watched a lot of golf. I, it kind of kept me awake for that second half of that drive. I'm not going to lie. No kidding. But, that was uh, an adventure they had in Augusta with the weather, yeah. the cool temps, the wind, the rain, trees falling over mm-hmm. right next to the tee box there on what was the whole 16 or 17. Yeah, somewhere in those late teens. Just, just crazy things happening. So let me get your take because, I, I mean, we've talked live. We've talked PGA mm-hmm. Tour. They they mixed and had a combination. But Brooks Kepka, live golfer. You know, it looked not like a fan. he was going to walk away with it. It really did, and he he the putter let him down mm-hmm. on Sunday, and and for both the last part of his third round that he played on Sunday, and then into his final round, he went well over eighteen holes without a birdie, and you know allowed Rom to catch him. He had bogeys in between there too, yeah. so he gave a few back and ultimately uh, succumbed to John Rom, who is now. After that win, the number one golfer in the world again. Really, really good tournament. I love to see it. You know, you you had Brooks Kepka that finished. um, Was he tied for second Mm -hmm. with Phil Mickelson? Okay, so So, a live guy didn't win it. I know you were rooting for a live guy to win. I was. I just want. I want to see the drama. Like full swing last year with how upset Rory was. Like I really was hoping they would be grouped together. Rory and Phil after everything Rory said on full swing didn't happen, but I mean, Rory couldn't even make the cut. Like, no, he played horribly. I was, that was probably who I was going into the masters rooting for just because, you know, he was kind of making a comeback. He doesn't have the green jacket yet. Just just, poor. It was, he he fell apart. He did not come out like he wanted to play. It seemed like so. No, and the sad part is like he had been preparing for this. Yeah, his whole goal is to complete the the major Grand Slam. The Masters is the only one he has not won. I mean, he had been so close time after time. Blew a big lead just a, a few years ago. Couldn't complete the win and didn't even make the cut. Not. I mean. He wasn't competitive at all. Yeah. Even Tiger made the cut on a really bum leg. Yeah, I mean that was just kind of a fluke thing, if you ask me. Like Tiger knows that golf lucky. course. He does, but he got lucky that uh, JT fell apart. He did. And well, uh, and and it was two that fell apart. Yeah, you know, and, J- and JT not only fell apart to to take the cut line down, but JT ended up not bogeying the, 18 yeah. as well Missing and not making the cut. the cut, which I was very, I was disappointed about that. You know, I love JT, but uh, he's been I struggling was, lately. He really has. 
I was happy that Spieth came out, and especially that last round. Man, he he, he came was on out fire. Ready to play the the fun group to watch on Sunday was Phil and Jordan. It wasn't even Rom and yeah. Kepka. It was Phil and Jordan yeah. with birdies all over the place. I think they they fit sixteen birdies between the two yeah. of them in the last round. I mean they they came out. They wanted it. They made a good run at it, and they posted was, a number and said, "Come get us." Yeah, and Phil ultimately with Jordan bogeying eighteen uh, ended up beating Jordan. But back to that. Okay, so we have Liv finish tied for second. Mm-hmm. Also finishing tied for fourth was another Liv golfer in Patrick Reed, mm-hmm. who did win a green jacket a few years ago. So here's my take. You tell me what you think. I feel like, now remember, the the Liv Tour never once said, okay, you guys can't go play on the PGA. It was the PGA saying, no, if you join the Liv, you cannot compete with us. And I feel like we as fans, aside from the majors, are getting robbed of some really competitive golf by the PGA Tour taking the stance they are. It's like, no, you guys can't come play with us when clearly some of the best golfers in the world are on the Live Tour. Yeah, I mean, I think that up and leading up to the Masters, you can make a strong argument <clears throat> that the PGA was definitely stronger just with some how some of those guys, it seemed like they weren't performing to the level that they should have been. And... I think that, I mean, you had Scheffler, you had John Rahm, you had, you know, Rory, these other guys that were, you know, playing very well, very good golf, and some of the live guys weren't. After the Masters, it seemed like the live guys were more dominant than the PGA guys overall. So maybe they were more rested. They play less golf. I mean, and they haven't competed. So it's hard to judge. We say, you know, they haven't been playing as tough of golf courses or whatever the case may be, but. Clearly, it's, they were doing something right. It's hard to because I'm trying to think of like a sporting comparison to where like you have two basically two leagues coming together, but there's really because it's not individuals playing. It'd be different if it was like consistent match play, right? right. Like that, I could see. But because it's you're basically by yourself and you're just competing against the field, it's hard to kind of make a comparison of. I mean, yes, we're missing out on a lot of great matchups and good competition but i don't know it's kind of hard to formulate a an opinion either way on i mean obviously we want to see those golfers together right 100 percent. but i understand why the pga wouldn't let them true I mean, story it's it's really tough i i don't know what's going to happen where it's going to go you know as we move forward you know it feels like there's a line in the sand for sure the PGA said, no, you can't golf with us. But as a fan, I want more of that. I, I agree with you, but I'm also okay with it just being a Masters thing. Well, it's going to be the other majors too. You're going to have the U.S. Open that isn't PGA Tour governed. The British Open isn't PGA Tour governed. Now, the PGA Championship, who knows? That's the, mm-hmm. the fourth major. We'll see what happens there because that obviously is Tour governed. And then you so, have the, yeah, make make the majors open to both, but some of those those other ones I'm okay with. Maybe the live guys don't because you got but also we're just getting into the live. We still story. have time. We're building up those events. Eventually there's going to be the you know, the waste management open of the live, like the big ones, Arnold Palmer Classic, those big ones that people look forward to. Yep. There's gonna be that in the live, but we're so new to this new league, they they haven't really established that yet. So it seems like the live events are smaller, but we just we're not we're not getting the hype from them. Yet, right. I think whereas these other tournaments have that solid foundation of people look forward to it every year. 
I know personally, I'm looking forward to the waste management open next year. I'm going to it. I can't wait. So, you know, I think that as the live progresses, it's going to definitely build and who knows the PGA might be stubborn in it, but they also might see the money that's going to come from it too. So you, you never know. TBD, right? We, we'll see what happens. Nonetheless, it was fun. Congrats was. to John Rahm. Absolutely. He played he great. Played especially so well. the, the, his first round, right? He came out and it looked like. I mean, he double bogeyed the first hole. Four putted. I mean, he's one of us apparently. Right. right? <laughs> and then to for him to four putt and double bogey the first hole and still finish nine under is absolutely insane to me. He played phenomenal golf. And uh, did you see the his text messages from Zach Ertz? Um, did you see that? At no, all? I didn't see so that. So apparently right before he was supposed to tee off first round, because uh, he was in one of the later groups, you know, featured groups, Zach Ertz uh, texted him and was like, that first green's looking mighty easy. You got this. <laughs> and so when he was getting his, he got his jacket afterwards, he told the story and he was like, yeah, never do that again. And obviously Zach Ertz is like, nah, be prepared for more of a, but like, I mean, it's funny to think that he might have jinxed him on that first hole. But right. for, that, for me, if I come out and I'm four putt in the first hole, there's a good chance it at least ruins my front nine. 100%. It's going to get in my head, you know. But, man, he came out and played phenomenal golf. He did. I, there was a lot of really fun guys. I absolutely loved watching Sam Bennett, the amateur, came out there and tore it up the first round. Looked, and he didn't. He didn't completely fall apart either, like a lot of amateurs usually would do. He's he looks so and ready. calm out there. He has a quirky swing, but yeah, he he gets it done. It I I was just so impressed. I mean, even like JT and some of these other guys, they were very serious, and it looked like it almost looked like they were nervous. Not, but not they were just. It looked like they were really trying to focus on making sure that they played good. Sam Bennett just looked like he was out there having fun i mean he like, gets up he's playing augusta so yeah for an amateur yeah no he's I mean, gonna be a professional really pretty, soon oh 100 but, but he gets to play augusta like that is yeah. the greatest thing it was just so impressive to watch him play just so, loose calm smiling you know joking with his caddy who was his coach from texas a&m agreed it was a blast yeah now now a question i saw this pop up today on twitter and I'll pose it to you. So if you had your choice to play Augusta National one time the day after the Masters mm-hmm. or to get Sunday passes to the Masters for the rest of your life. I posted this on Instagram, on my Instagram story. You posted this, yes, huh? I and did. I saw this on Twitter. I didn't see and your Instagram said, story yet. And I said, and the caption to my post was, why would I want to go and shoot a 140 at Augusta when I can go watch them play every year? But why would you not? So, so... My thing is, money can buy those tickets to any Sunday you want to go. Now, you you might have to pay extra or more, but you absolutely cannot buy your way onto Augusta. It is I, completely I by chance that. that you get on that and golf course. And it would be such a flex and such an experience to be I able would to shoot say, 150. I don't care to get to walk I, that and hit, hit a tee shot on number 12. I mean, there are some things like that would be priceless for me to right me. now, I feel like I'm not good. Like, I feel that it would be disrespectful for the course <laughs> for me to go and golf that course. I'm just, I'm not a good enough player yet. You know, I'm, I'm improving because I'm playing more, but I, to be able to go and see every single Sunday for the rest of my life, that mean, and to and, be able to go see like a, a tiger now or a Rory now. Right. And then in 20 years, go see Sam, Sam Bennett. Bennett, see <laughs> these guys that are up and come, like to be able to see the progression of to the do masters that? and, 
But again, you could, if you wanted to do that, you could pay and buy your way on. I mean, yeah. And also on Sunday, like, I would love to be on those grounds when when the champion is crowned. But it's a lot of walking from what I hear. And, you know, Mm -hmm. you can't take your cell phone. There's nothing else in there. So you're completely dis- disconnected. Don't know what's going. I love the idea of that, though. I to me is I want to be in front of the TV on that Master Sunday where I can see all of the action. I'm every I, every single time. I'm a I big proponent of playing, taking in those moments. I mean, if I go to a sporting event, I'll take a couple of pictures. But those are I live for the experiences, especially mm-hmm. in sporting events, because you're seeing you know greats. I mean, when I watch LeBron play. No, you hate him. You hate the Lakers, but like I was, I saw him and Russ play, and back when I saw Dwayne Wade play, like I just want to take in the greatness that I'm watching right now. To be able to s- witness that in person, it's just I don't know. To me, I would I would I would take the Sunday passes over playing Augusta once. Wow, yeah, not not I never. I I would play that course in a heartbeat. That's that's goals. I would love to. I don't. I have no expectations for how well or i'm not gonna play well i mean it's a tough yeah. golf course the, the greens will eat tough. me alive it's long and and i would obviously because <clears throat> i'm looking at these guys shooting and they're putting it on like the opposite side of the green and i'm like oh these guys are professionals why aren't they putting it over there because i'm not a professional and i don't see the the angles of the greens or the pinpoint accuracy with perfect backspin that you would have to have to land it anywhere close to yeah you pin. can't go pen pen hunting some of the places they no. put those so I just, to me, maybe in 10 years, if I'm, if I keep at it and I get good at golf, you know, but I'm still at the stage of golfing where I'm just using whatever ball I pull out of my bag because okay. I'm not, I'm not buying expensive golf balls right now because <laughs> I'm losing them too much. Fair enough. So. I, I went 16 and a half holes Saturday without losing a golf ball. And after I hit my tee shot, i made some dumb comment. Hey, I haven't lost a golf ball all day. Well, guess what happened on my next shot? Yeah. That being said, I sure only enough. lost one ball today. There you go. Which Bay Hills is a very tight course. It is. But I was I was just able to find a lot of them. That good. I sent out of bounds. But That's good. I'm just, I'm still trying to fix my swing. I'm still trying to get into, like, my driver has been a lot better. I've got my wood, my hybrid. They're pretty solid. But it's to the point where if I'm outside of 150 off of my drive, I'm using my hybrid, and I'm just changing my swing depending on how far I am. Because I'm not hitting my irons clean right now, I just more comfortable with the hybrid. I'm, huh? I'm real comfortable with my hybrid. There you go. That's the way that to be. Punch shot, <clears throat> low punch shot down. I love that shot. So nice. But I mean, I, I and I. It's interesting to think about, and it definitely makes me think on that one. But to have Sunday passes every year, I mean, I would play it. Every, I wouldn't even think. You don't even have to. I don't have to to think one second about it. Give me the round of golf, hands down. Well, agree to disagree on that one. I right guess, on. That's okay. That That's was, okay. It was definitely a fun weekend. I, for the, this was honestly this was the first Masters that I've really paid attention to. I paid attention to winners and stuff like that, but to actually watch it this year was a lot of fun. It's a blast. It's like I can think through now. I've watched it so much. I know every hole, like where you need to hit it. I mean, I'm down to the point where I can know where pins are going to be on quite a few of the holes each day because. Those things usually don't change; they stay the same. 
and it it never gets old. That course is always in immaculate shape. Even after all those storms and everything that oh, came through, there was nothing out of place on Sunday after all that wind and weather that they had come through. It would have been a nice weekend for you in Georgia, by the way. You would have had some cool cooler weather than you had here. I know. I was That's like, crazy. Of course, the one weekend I leave, it gets colder. But... I appreciate you bringing the warm weather. Thank you. Well, I mean, this still isn't bad. I mean, it was, what, 73 today? Yeah, that's great. A, a nice breeze. Not enough to where I was really noticing it affecting my ball. Maybe it would stop my ball a little bit if it was in my face, but the weather was great. And there's no humidity. That's what I hate about Georgia is the humidity. So It's not here yet. It'll come. Yeah, it's still that thing like the South, man. It... True story. I, I've lived there. I, I miss the South, though. We're, we're on different ends of we would disagree on a lot today, but that's okay. So, so we should move on from golf because we have so much to talk we have about. A lot to talk about. I mean, the next big thing we got to go back to March Madness because yes. we missed the you know last two weeks of it. I know, and and for those that that didn't get a chance to hear what we talked about, we were there was still a chance in the final four for either of us to win. I had Florida Atlantic really needed them to win. Yep. You had the other three teams. And who would have thought that we would have had, you know, a five seed, a four seed, well, two five seeds, a four seed, and a nine seed in the in the final four. Crazy. Florida Atlantic lost, you know, on a last second make by San Diego State. I lose. So congrats, you win. Thank you. I I'm not I, touching that sandwich. Yes, I know. You you're missing out. Like I I feel like you should try one anyways. I, it's so I, good. No, I won the uh you did. We'll we'll have we'll, other. So we'll that will be coming probably next contest. week. I'm going to order in that the the second hottest Pocky one chip challenge because I told him I wouldn't be the hottest because he might literally die. I feel die. like I would die. I I cannot handle hot stuff. So this is really gonna. And if you're wondering, I will record it and it will be posted to social media, so we'll get a a view of that. But yes, I I did win the March Madness challenge between the two of us. However. Our bracketology that we did. Oh man, I got third to last, so that was cool. I beat you in that. You did beat me in that, not yes. by much though. No, not by much. I mean, no one picked the winner. No, obviously. And I, I and I talked about this two episodes ago when we recorded that we didn't get to publish. You three weeks ago when I said I had UConn potentially, I was like, I think UConn's got a good shot. You kind of mocked me and were like, nah, I don't, I don't know about that. Like, come on, you know. And here we are, made it to the final four, and then they made. You didn't the, pick them though. I didn't pick them, but after I I said that after I'd watched them, I was like, I don't, I could see them going all the way, and sure enough, they to they got they so hot. Oh my gracious, they yeah. played. It, it wasn't even close. It was a boring national championship game. It really was, and honestly, and I'm, this might be a hot take. I think that the out of the elite eight, the next best team was Creighton outside of that game that they played against San Diego State. That was probably their worst game of the tournament. If they had played how they played the game before when they came out just knocking down shots. Mm-hmm. They were playing great defense. I think it was I think Texas. I really think Texas just fell apart down the stretch, got in some foul trouble, and Miami made a big run. But Texas, they were a really fun team to watch. You know, this was something else we talked about that the, the episode we didn't get to publish. I got to go down and watch mm-hmm. those Sweet 16 games, watch Texas play against Xavier, watch Miami beat and upset the number one seed in that region, Houston. And I really thought Texas had what it took. I mean, they had a massive lead, 15, 16 points against Miami and ended up falling apart down the stretch, couldn't buy a bucket. You know, kudos to Miami. They defended well, made it to the final four. 
And then uh, another team there too that I thought was really good in the Elite Eight was Kansas State. Yeah, they they I were playing so well. So I watched the <clears throat> Kansas State, Michigan State, Michigan State. Yeah. yeah, I watched that game and I didn't realize it at the time, but their point guard Howell, is that, is that, I think Noel, no, no, he. I was kind of annoyed by him because it seemed like towards the end of the game he was taking every shot. And he was missing a lot of them. And I was like, if they lose, yeah, I'm his teammate, I'm blaming him. And then I didn't realize he had like 22 assists that game. Yeah. Played a fantastic game. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, you can't really call him a selfish player when you have 22 assists. No. He played a great game. And that was a very entertaining game to watch. But Kansas State, to me, just didn't look as impressive as they should have. And I I mean, San Diego State just had good defense. I didn't think that they, they did. The San Diego State defended well. That's why they beat FAU. I mean, and they only won by one point. They beat Creighton by one point. Yep. They beat FAU by one point. Both, you know, like last second. Well, really, the Creighton wasn't a last second shot necessarily. But <sighs> the Creighton game made me mad. I mean, there was that foul. Huh? That foul. I mean, especially after that, in, that inbounds that kind of went awry, got it up, you know, tied up, and then to have that just stupid foul at the end. Creighton had a shot. And, they did. They know, definitely did. Did I like the foul? It was definitely a foul. It, it was. Just was kind of a he sold it very well. I will say that. He sold it very well. You know, he, he didn't flop, he sold the foul. Yeah. So I kudos to him. And you you know, that's like rule number one. You learn that in junior high school. You never touch a jump shooter. Like no. you get out of the way. They've already left their feet. You at that point the man was already beat. You got to just but the, okay, let whatever happens happen. A couple weeks ago, too, watching that play, and I watched replays of it, and it just solidified my thoughts on this. It wasn't like there was a really good pick or a great basketball move was made. The guy was just – the Creighton player was just flat-footed. Yep. He and just got guy, beat. He, he just got beat Playing off the simple. dribble. Like, to me – Wasn't that yeah. Ryan Nemhard that was I'm defending kidding. the ball who just announced yesterday, the day before – He's in the transfer portal, which is crazy. Everyone thought no one from Creighton would leave, and now their point guard's leaving. It's really surprising, actually, but I believe it was Nemhard. I can't say that for sure. Could have been Alexander that yeah. made that made that move and got that foul. Should have just left him alone. Like it shouldn't it, have gotten beat. No, I mean, no, play defense like with your just, feet. You got to bend yeah. your knee. I mean, make the guy one shoot one. it. Right. Yeah. So. But no, March Madness was a lot of fun. Uh, going back to our bracketology, so as uh, you know, if you've listened to our past episodes, that we had a prize on the table. So we have a hundred dollars and a chance to potentially be on an episode if they would like to. I have not gotten a hold of them yet, but they know that they won. Uh, and it's actually a buddy of mine that I have not seen in almost five years. Uh, went to basic training with me. And we kind of kept in contact with friends on Instagram and he was listening to the podcast and he won. So congratulations to my friend, Jaden. Yeah. Congratulations, Jaden. It's uh, awesome, man. Won a hundred bucks and chance to be on the podcast. So hopefully he'll come on if he doesn't want to, then that is what it is. But he won a hundred bucks. So that's, that's pretty sweet. That is know? pretty awesome. He was like, can I say this? And, and I'm not being mean, Jaden, but it's like the best of the worst, right? Like, cause if you look at the points yeah. in our pool, no one picked – I don't know if anyone had one team in the Final Four. Uh, nope. I mean, it was pretty pretty rough. But He had Alabama winning. Yeah. Yeah, I did know that he had Alabama winning. That was that was tough. I mean, that was a tough Final Four, I think. He did have UConn in 
the final four, I believe. Yes. Then he had them losing. I believe. Yeah, he had Alabama beating them. Okay. Well, so hey, that's, that's where he got farther than from. that's where he got points it, from. Well, I, I, if I recall, he had already won before the final four even started. Yeah, he did. Uh, no one else had a chance to get any points. You know, once once the final four was decided, because I believe. And I'm and I may that be wrong, correct. but I think because second he did. place did not have any of the final four. Second place was my mother, which is embarrassing. Um, That's how it works usually, it always isn't is, it? But she she's always good at picking March Madness. It's frustrating. I love yeah, to she know she had two teams in the three teams in the uh, the Elite Eight: Gonzaga, Kansas State, and Creighton. Yeah, I had Gonzaga, Texas. I think maybe I only I only had two. I digress. It was a fun tournament. It was. Mayhem everywhere. So fun that, to watch. That was, I would say, probably the craziest March Madness. Hands down. The upsets, the last-minute shots. I mean, unbelievable. One of the most entertaining to watch. I didn't watch get to watch as many games as I would have liked to, but it was the crazy. highlight reels were unbelievable. And, I mean, you had a one-seed lose in the first round, only second time ever with Purdue losing. You had Arizona as a two seed losing. I mean, the list goes on of just upset after upset. And it was a blast to watch. You really could go into any game and would have no idea who was going to win. Vegas, if you look at their odds they were trying to set, they had no idea who yeah. was going to win. It would miss horribly. You, this was definitely the year of betting the underdog. <clears throat> uh, hands down. Until you got to UConn. Once UConn won three or four, it became pretty obvious yeah. they were the best team in the tournament and how they were they found ways to win and you know you and i both we love basketball i coach basketball your dad coaches basketball you've been around it your whole life they found more than one way to win i think that's why they won the tournament they won on their shooting they won on their defense they won by driving the basketball they won a lot of different ways which you have to do in the tournament you can't be a one-trick pony in the tournament and win you know, you can't just be a three-point shooting team because if you go cold, you're yeah. in trouble. Or they start extending on the threes, you know. Exactly. And they weren't. will take that away. They, they, they found a lot of ways to win, and I feel like that's why they won the tournament. They had size. They had depth. They, they deserved to win the way they played. They left no doubt, that's for sure. It was definitely a fun tournament to watch. It was. Now the transfer, transfer portal is wide open. Yeah, been a lot of. You know, as a Tar Heel, Caleb Love is gone. We have a, we had quite a few guys leave. Um, Caleb Love left. You sent me, you know, I know you sent me the post. I had seen it. I'm not terribly upset. That didn't feel like he played Carolina basketball this year. Got selfish at times. Didn't share the ball. Uh, just kind of felt like he checked out of some games early. And you know, now he's gone. I wish him the best. He hit some huge shots as a Tar Heel. I will never forget the three that he hit in the final four that sent Coach K into retirement. That will go down in Carolina basketball history forever. So he will be remembered. Carolina. That is one of my favorite Carolina moments. So so there's no – it's not that I dislike him or anything else. It's just I felt like he didn't play the style of basketball that's conducive to what Hubert Davis is trying to do in Carolina. Um you know, Armando Baycott is back for his fifth year, which is pretty exciting. We did get R.J. Davis to decide to come back. So we, we still have some potential curious to see. We picked up a shooter from Brown 
that it's going to be a big deal. And I don't know. It's, it's interesting what's, to see what's going to happen here in the transfer portal portal and who yeah, goes where. Something to keep our eyes on over the next couple of weeks. I did see uh, today there was a player from – I can't remember exactly. I know they, they transferred to uh, Indiana. Who was it? I can't remember exactly who it was, um, but I got the notification earlier um, that – uh, another big player transferred to transferred to Indiana, but definitely something to to watch in the next com- upcoming weeks. Hopefully. Oh, the the seven footer where from Oregon went to Indiana. That's, That's what you're talking about. Thinking of because I follow Oregon sports on my ESPN. So for sure, yeah, That's I crazy. Um, I mean, all kinds of of different. Things are going to happen in the college basketball landscape because of COVID year eligibility, because of the transfer portal, because of all these different, you know, NIL makes a big deal now and and is a big reason why players go where they go. Some big news on the local landscape, Hunter Salas that went here locally to Miller North, won a state championship, has been in Gonzaga for two years. He's in the transfer portal, and I saw he's meeting with – the Nebraska head coach, I believe it's this week, which would be interesting to see him come back cool. home. Yeah. That would I mean, be... I'm definitely for college basketball. I'm definitely more of a Creighton fan than Nebraska. So I would prefer to see Creighton better, but it's still cool to see Nebraska making moves and they're trying and they, they won some big games last year. They beat Creighton. I, I went the only Creighton game I went to this year, Nebraska beat Creighton at Creighton, which is, was kind of crazy to see. Mm-hmm. Especially at Creighton, you would not expect that. You had all your um, your Jaskers there, you know. Even I'm I'm not going to name names, but the individual I was with came in with a a jacket on a Husker jacket, had a Creighton T-shirt on underneath, and you know that jacket never got taken off. Nebraska <laughs> weird. ended up winning. That's weird how that works. <laughs> I love it though. I, that's, it seems that's every time I go to a Creighton game, it's always a fantastic game. I know. Back in 2015 or 2016, I for Father's Day, I got my dad Creighton tickets to see them play Villanova. And Creighton upset Villanova the year that they won the national championship. And that was one of their only losses of the season, I think. And one of the best basketball games I've ever been to. I mean, it was so loud in there. Um, I believe it went into overtime. Creighton ended up upsetting them. And it seemed like Creighton's always good for a couple of really entertaining games throughout the year obviously they lost this year to nebraska but they're those are some fun games to go to. they got hot they played well greg mcdermott's a great coach mm-hmm. college basketball is just fun it was it a is. great tournament now you know we got to sit and wait as i love basketball you know really hoping carolina makes a rebound and has a better squad next year we'll find that out you know, early November, we got a while to wait and a lot to happen there, between we, now and we then. we have plenty to talk about and keep us entertained until then. Speaking of, Speaking of. NBA playoffs start tonight. tonight. The play-in games start tonight. Your beloved Lakers play later, they, I believe. They, the, I'm just so, I mean, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago that it was thought the Lakers might not even make the play-in tournament. And it's and, tomorrow night. I apologize. It's not tonight. They play tomorrow night. But are you sure about that? It is. Tonight. It is. Yeah, it's Tuesday. We're still on Monday, right? We are, yes. Yeah, yeah. they play Tuesday. The Hawks and the Heat play tomorrow night, and then the T-Wolves play the Lakers. Okay. 
Yeah, like you I, were saying, when we started the podcast, wow. I did not think that the Lakers were going to make the playoffs. No, and LeBron broke his foot. All I mean, all kinds Anthony of things Davis happened. wasn't playing well. I didn't like the trade they made with D'Angelo Russell and Russell Westbrook. Turns out that was a fantastic trade for us, and they've been on a hot streak ever since. Almost clinched the sixth seed, mm-hmm. but you know, got that seventh <clears throat> going into a game tomorrow night against the Timberwolves. I'm feeling pretty good about it. Well, you should. <laughs> I would have liked the first with the circumstances. I would have liked it to have been at the Timberwolves just for the first game to get like maybe get a away win, you know. But uh, yeah, crazy news from yesterday. You had. Uh, crazy we, NBA day yesterday. It was a crazy, crazy NBA. It was the day happened. of the bench players too. Yes, uh, that was just unbelievable to watch. But you had Rudy Gobert punching a teammate. He's now on a one-game suspension. And then you had uh, Jane McDaniel's. McDaniel's punching a wall before even injuring his hand and breaking his hand out for the rest of the season. Who has been a huge defensive player for them all year long. Obviously, Rudy Gobert, huge defensive player for them as well. It just seems like their team dynamic is not doing well. They can say whatever they want after the game in press conferences, but clearly there is some contention there. And as a Lakers fan, I love to see it. I'm feeling pretty good going in now. Anything can happen, but it's not college basketball. It's a seven-game series. So That's right. I, I like the odds of the Lakers making a, at least making it through that first game. Now, if they do win, that second game is going to be a little bit harder uh, playing the two seed. But I still hope they lose. Sorry, obviously, I just I, I just hope, hope they, they lose. I I do not want them to win at all. But you and, know, and basketball is kind of weeks fun. Ago, weeks ago, we said with Le- when LeBron hurt his broke his foot, we said this is the time to see if Anthony Davis is going to come out and be a leader on the court. Yeah, or if he, he can put a team apart. on his back. And, and he, I mean, he, did, I wouldn't say he put it on his back, but he can't. He performed. He played well. He, he played, played well off. defensively. He played well on the offensive end. Yeah, he did really well. I'm just I'm happy to see it. You know, I bet. I thought it was funny that we signed Tristan Thompson to a quick little deal for the playoffs to add some depth, but I didn't even know he was still really playing. But no, you know, yeah, good to see him in the news, not for a Kardashian scandal or whatever. But true story. <laughs> yeah. He's still around. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Hard to we're believe. Just, we're just assembling the 2015 Lakers. If we can just, or 2015 Cavs, sorry. <laughs> so did you see the news? Like they're looking into um, the Dallas? Mavericks. Yeah. yeah. Potentially like really tanking the the end of their season with the decisions they made for their roster because they had a chance to make the play-in they game did. still. I. What is it with Kyrie? Like I just, I'm just going to come out and say it. As soon as he got to Dallas, they became worse they as a team. Did. I don't know what it is because he's a good player. I think I think going – I'm going to take this back to last season. The worst decision Dallas made was getting rid of Porzingis. I think that was a terrible move. I don't know why they did it. Him and Luca played very well together, mm-hmm. and I, I thought it was a, a bad move. And then the Kyrie trade, I don't – I don't think anyone really could have seen that. I I didn't think it was going to go well personally. For sure, I, I it's really hard. It's really hard to understand the dynamic there, why teams do what they do because of what the, the Mavericks gave up to get Kyrie and that mm-hmm. big trade and how it all went down. I do not understand it. It seems like 
you know, wasn't that part of a, a three-team was it a three-team deal? I forget how it all went down. I mean, I know they made the trade with Brooklyn, but yeah, they they gave it up some like defensive Brooklyn pieces. Has, Brooklyn has done a lot better since they, they have got done, rid of Kyrie and KD. They they have they have definitely improved. They made the playoffs. You know, we'll I mean, see. Mikel Bridges has been tearing it up. I mean, who happens to have the longest play streak in the NBA? The guy shows up and he plays. It's funny. He played eighty-three regular season games this year. There's only 82 games in the regular season, but because of how it worked out with the trade and he was not going to miss, he ended up playing in 83 regular season games. Probably the first time that's ever been done, I would imagine. He's he's at, what, like 390-something consecutive games he's played in without – that's impressive. It really is. Without, I mean, respect to him, no injuries, no – no rest. rest days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I really respect that. It makes yep. me a fan of his. Just oh, 100%. just for that, he shows up for the fans. Whether or not he's the reason fans are coming to to the game yeah. to the arena, at least he's going to be there. He's showing up. He plays on both ends of the floor. He's fun to watch. So yeah, kudos Definitely kudos fun. to that guy. A lot going on in the NBA. So let's start now. We don't know how it all is going to shake out with the playing games who is going to make it some of those teams obviously the lakers can make a run but who who's your favorite who do you like i mean obviously i'm going for my lakers but if i had to choose a team especially after last night and you said it weeks ago never count golden state out i mean they beat they blew out the trailblazers set a nba record for the most points scored in a first quarter with 55 points ended up beating the trails blazers by 56 points i mean i know the blazers aren't i mean they didn't make the tournament this year or the playoffs this year but i mean they're not they they shouldn't be blown out like that no i i've still got to go my favorites are going to be golden state you that's gotta, and that's who i closer to i was gonna sun, say but i want to see this i never i can't the way that you hate lebron i think i hate kd i hear you he's such i mean I want Chris Paul LeBron. to win one, though. I really want to see Chris Paul get a ring. I want Chris Paul to win one without KD. KD I hear you. This is the third time he's done it now where he's just joined a team that he thinks he can just go win a quick championship. But he got traded. Did he really have the say in exactly he, where he went? I'm, I'm sure he was not out of that conversation, and he wanted to get traded. I mean, you think that he would have allowed a trade to go through to not a superstar team? I mean, it's probably not. No, that's ridiculous. He goes to the Warriors and then he builds a super team in the Nets, which did not plan out for him. Then he goes to the Suns. Sounds like another guy called LeBron. I mean, okay, not. I mean, yes, LeBron went to super teams, but not to that level. Uh, Devin. No, Devin. No, Dwayne Wade, Ray Allen, Chris Bosh, please. That's okay. There's one. Okay. He said it three times. <laughs> Twice, not three. You can't call the team in Brooklyn that he went to a super team because that wasn't. I mean, clearly Kyrie should, is not. It should have been. Ky- okay. Kyrie and still did, uh, has superstar potential. And didn't KD go there and then Kyrie moved over from Boston or was, or do I have that switch? I, I, and I, I don't It was recall. pretty close to each other. I know that. And I, I know Ben Simmons was supposed to be that third. Now Ben Simmons is worthless and trash and right. a terrible player, but. That was supposed to be a big team, and they were for not. Sure. They've done better since they both left. So, I mean, but come on, LeBron, I, come on, like LeBron, I get it. Okay, first of all, KD was on the Thunder, who on paper they should have destroyed everybody with 
Russell Westbrook in his absolute freak of nature prime. <clears throat> James Harden as like one of the best six man the NBA has probably ever seen. I mean, he was fantastic. KD, they had a fantastic team. Blow a lead to. Um, Wasn't it Miami to, that they lost to? Or am I wrong? No, it was Golden State. Was it Golden State? Yeah, they lost to Golden State, and then in Game Seven, when when Curry hit that like forty five footer, basically from the logo. Wasn't Harden gone then already? What was wasn't Harden gone? Harden was gone by then. Yeah, Yeah, so it was just Westbrook. I'm just saying the team that he had up until that point should have won, did better than they did. Then they obviously Harden leaves. It's KD and Westbrook, which still was a very dominant duo. They lose to Golden State, and then KD just turns around and goes right to Golden State who is one of the that was one of the best teams of all time that year. I yep. mean they were that was they were really good. Prime Splash Bros. Iggy was playing phenomenal. Draymond Green was playing phenomenal like Andrew that was, Bogut. Yeah, Andrew Bogut they, like they were that good. was like probably arguably a top 5 team of all time. To, for Katie to go and do that. Now granted, LeBron went, yeah, he joined Wade, he joined Bosh, he joined Allen. That is not the same team. The pre-LeBron Heat is not even close. No, but they they KD. they formed a they formed a super team. I mean, we could I go just, round and round and could. round on that. I, just, I have no respect for KD. I think he has. Ter- I don't think he's a leader. I think he's a a, a good. He's a hired gun. That that's what Basically, he is. Yeah. He's a hired gun. Now, offensively, he is one of the best offensive players to ever lace them up. I'm not taking away from his talent, but when LeBron goes to a team, it seems like he's building up the people around him. You see him all the time in huddles. Pulling these younger guys aside, giving them advice, teaching them. I don't really see KD doing that. It's the younger one. So, so here's my thing to that. Like with LeBron, and we we're going to argue a little bit here. Okay. Yes, he's good to the younger guys, but the older guys that he plays with always seem to have some tension there, and and he can't do well or get along long with them or command their respect for whatever the case may be. Don't don't give me that look, and I could see your I, look. The only person I can maybe that I can think of off the top of my head that he might have had some like contention with that was he wasn't even a factor was Rajon Rondo a couple years back. Like they seemed to like not get along, but that was like he the, didn't get along with Russ. He didn't get okay. along with Pat Beverly no one, at all. I mean, no one gets along with Pat Beverly really. No, usually I mean, his and, teammates do. Usually there's that like that. You know, these are my guys. I'm gonna roll with you, and and it just didn't happen there. Even back in the I day, still, like I felt, comparison because I felt like Russ has, doesn't get along with anybody. Yeah, really. I felt like even back in the day, Braun and Kevin Love didn't didn't gel I, and mesh really well. I I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but but I just don't see the the respect now to the younger players. He's a great mentor. Obviously, they all look up to him. Most of those guys watched LeBron when yeah. they were like super young, so you kind of get that. And you can't take away from how great a player he is. Part of it is my bias is I just don't like him as a basketball player I know. at all. I like it. And I really want to see them lose. Person, he's a pretty solid dude. That's he the seems, one thing I will not take. He seems he seems to be we won't talk about politics. I'm not talking that, about politics. I'm talking that, about that, as okay, aside think from about that. Your, but as a dad greats as in, in sports, as a, right? They always seem to have some cheating scandal or something that happened. Right. He's as a dad, like the same woman, what like he how he is community. with his kids like, and supporting bad. his kids. You can't argue any of that as, you know, you just don't like him for the most part as a role model. I don't like him as a basketball player or I, I mean, I just don't like him. 
part of it too is all this junk and garbage I hear people trying to say he's the goat, which he is not. He is he is the generational goat. This generation, the goat okay. I mean that cannot be argued. No, and that's what and that's what I think people miss out on is you can't compare. I would I still would make the argument that if LeBron played back in Jordan's day, he would have a because he would be a different player. LeBron has been conditioned to draw the foul, to flop, to kind of be a wood. Yeah. Back in that day, could you imagine? <laughs> but LeBron when you're that big, big just be a bully. He, is, he would be bullying dudes down there. You would like to think and hope. I just, I think that obviously we've had this conversation. We can't get into it too much because we could talk about this for an entire episode, the goat debate. But I understand that you could be upset because you love Jordan. He's right behind you on the picture. Tar Heel. You love him. I do, but you have to respect his greatness. I I can't di- I I can't disrespect. I I'm not going to sit here and say he's a horrible player or anything else. He's not the goat, definitely not. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how things shake out. We'll th- we'll see uh, how the playoffs go. Maybe he can get another ring. Who knows? I really seriously doubt it because all we did is talk about the West. In my opinion, granted the goal, the Warriors are playing really well. I feel like the three best teams in the NBA are in the East right now. With the, I, I the feel Bucks, the Celtics and the Sixers. Yeah, hands down. I feel like those three teams I, are. I really think I hate good. Joel Embiid as much as you hate LeBron. <laughs> I hate that he's probably going to win MVP. Granted, I haven't he's watched so him enough. Good. I can't stand him. I I still I thought he was overrated for like the first however many years of his career. Like he's injury prone. I have a hard time. Establishing greatness if you're consistently injured. Yeah, and he's been pretty healthy this year, though. He has this year, but he's, up until this year, it seemed like he was missing a lot of games. It's the same thing in NFL with like big receivers. It's the same reason why I don't like Keenan Allen is take takes away some of his greatness because he's always injured, always hurt. So, I mean, Joel Embiid it seemed like he was always hurt. Same can be said like Zion Williamson has a lot of potential, but he's always hurt, always hurt. So, like, there's a lot of these players I. I mean, it's going to be the Celtics or the Bucks. I think. I agree. Both of those teams are really good. And then, as a Lakers fan, I can't cheer for the Celtics, but man, I like Jason Tatum. He's so much fun to watch. He's an up and comer in the NBA. As far as like, is it his league yet? No. Are we probably getting close? I mean, whose league is it? I mean, it's LeBron's. Is it Steph's? It's, like, yeah, that generation. It's not quite. It's going to be. The Lucas, the Trays, the Tatums, the Jaws. Very, very soon. You know, if John ja yeah, Moran ja can get his, you know, get get a, you know, put down the gun. Yes, like, and just do what he's supposed to. He'll be just fine. But which we that happened during our little our little break in recording. What what's your? Do you agree with the suspension? Do you? What do you think about that? I think the NBA is trying to set a precedent, especially for younger players coming in. Social media right now, for as much good maybe as it can do, it helps them with their advertising and everything else. It can do is just as much bad. You know, back 30 years ago in the 90s, a player would have done that and never would have got suspended because no one would have even known about it. Yeah. Had he not gone live on his own and done all of that, that, that was, wouldn't have happened. I think happened. An idiot. I think that, I don't know. I don't see it as, yes, he shouldn't have been flashing a gun in a public place. Had that been a more private setting, I wouldn't have. Whatever. 
Guy has a gun. I have guns. Cool. Right, but you it's know, still, it, you know, it's pretty sure it's illegal to have it where he it had is. it. It is. It is. 100%. And, 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 and I, I get you want to you want to set a you a level of professionalism. Well, and it's a precedent. You know, you got younger players that are watching that. Okay, if they let that go and that's okay, you know, how how far just, do people go across that line, you the know? The thing and, that kind of made me just be like, "Really?" was like the he went to rehab for it. Like, for a day. For a day, right? Or like, two. Oh, I've checked myself into rehab. All the ESPN notifications. Oh, John Morant checks into rehab. For what? Just being a dummy? Like, yep. that to me is just like, oh, now. Like, it seemed like an overcompensation of trying to make sure that they are seen as doing the right thing. Find yep. him, you know, slap him with a couple game suspension, whatever. But rehab, really? That's That, that to me just seemed And he did silly. that on his on his own. I'm sure it was completely his idea. Now Definitely they not encouraged by the league or his team whatsoever. Since he got back, that team has been on a tear. They've been playing really well. John, John Moran, I would argue, is one of the – he's definitely top ten in the NBA right now, and I'll argue that. He is one of the most exciting players he to is watch. the he's level so of athleticism and excitement to watch as Prime Russ was. Like the plays that he makes, he is just fun. He is. Can He's jump so out of the gym like fast, unbelievable shooter. Like I, I love watching John Moran. Playoffs are going to be fun. They I'm are really looking forward to the NBA if playoffs. The, if the Lakers win, that's who they play. Is Memphis? Ooh. Yeah, that's going to be that's like young versus old almost. Yeah, and I don't, if I correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the Lakers didn't beat Memphis this year. So they, they very well couldn't have. But the the Lakers are a different team than they were probably when they played them at all. The, the Lakers are playing well. Kudos to them. The moves they made at the trade deadline really helped. It's going to be fun. The The playoffs it are going to be fun. It's going to be really fun to watch. We, uh, man. One, one last topic before we get into our, our yeah, side of points. Just because yeah. it's, we've talked about it so much, it wouldn't be fair to not talk about it. So mm-hmm. I made the comment that no team is going to pay Odell the money that he's asking for. And then yesterday, <laughs> I got proved wrong. So, and it goes into our big... Lamar Jackson topic. So obviously big news of the weekend out for football. Anyway, Odell signing a one-year contract with the Ravens, $18 million, 15 million guaranteed. In no way did I think that that was, I didn't think he was going to get that money. No. And, and so, and how can, and how can you give him that money? And not Lamar Jackson. It's my take on it. It's like, what is a team doing when, they franchise their quarterback. They've given him the option to go out and seek, you know, other teams that want to pay him what he's looking to get paid. And then they sign a receiver like Odell for as much as they have. Od- Odell didn't play at all last year. No. I mean, I mean and he's granted, not. He's, he's looking not, good. He's looking he good. Is, but, but he's not another young. player that's injury prone as well. Give your quarterback the money. Now, granted. Does that make Lamar more likely to, okay, yeah, I now so. I got someone I to run was, with. I mean, that, today I made the comment before we started recording already last night, Lamar Jackson and Odell are in the nightclub together, you know, having some drinks, having a good time. So clearly they're they're on the same, they're getting along. It'd be kind of messed up if Lamar went somewhere else. But it would be. I think that they brought Odell for Lamar Jackson, and which is crazy because I thought for sure Odell was going to the Jets. I did too. With Aaron Rodgers, which still and that's still not done. Still we won't even go there. Which, it, yeah, that's we could. That's a whole other topic in itself. But it, I mean, it's looking like Lamar Jackson's going to stay with Baltimore. 
It's going to be nuts if he doesn't. It will be. And that'll be a fun team. That's going to be a, a fun division <laughs> next year, I feel like, for sure. Going to be going to be good times. You know, uh, one other thing on the NFL before we get to style points, because I saw this today. I'm sure you did. Teams are starting to ask the Cardinals for, for their pick. And hmm. and they have the third pick, you know, behind Indianapolis and Carolina. So there's some teams, obviously, that want a quarterback. A lot of these quarterbacks are starting to get notoriety. Um, there's some good. I mean, it's so the first two, first pick, Carolina, second pick. It's Indianapolis or Houston. Houston, it's Houston. I don't know why Arizona. I said Indianapolis. Yeah. Indianapolis might be one of those teams trying to trade up. I wouldn't be surprised about that. There's a very real possibility that we see quarterbacks go one, two, and three. And I think that there are three quarterbacks that are worth going one, two, and three. You got CJ Stroud, you got Richardson, you got Bryce Young. I mean, they're Will Levis. So I figured out who I I really hope the Panthers take. Um, And do you know who I think they should take? Like, I've settled it. I mean, they they could go ahead and call them now. It's it's on my word. Is it one of the big ones? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, for me, I would want C.J. Stroud or Richardson. But which one of those? It's C.J. Stroud. Like, I'm, I'll say it. I won't make you guess. That that's Richardson looks real good. His pro day, he tore it up. He did. I feel like watching C.J. Stroud and, and his pro day, and if you just watch game tape, he can make all of the throws all over the field. He's super athletic. He's got a cannon for an arm. He's super athletic. He played in a great system. Hear me out, though. How awesome would this be? Panthers draft CJ Stroud and then sign Cam to a one year deal to be his backup and mentor him and bring him back to Carolina. That that would be I think that cool. would be awesome. That would be really I mean, cool. Cam he looks in good shape, like he's ready to come and play. I think he's come to terms with being a backup. He's gonna have to. But I think that he would be a great backup for one of these younger guys that are more mobile, basically a younger version of him. And I mean, I think Carolina fans would eat it up. Oh if yeah, Cam came back. I mean, we love Cam in Carolina. He he <laughs> he didn't win a Super Bowl, but he won MVP. Took us to the Super Bowl. I mean, he's had the most success of any quarterback we've had in a, you know since Jake DeLone when he went mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl and had to play against the goat and Tom Brady. I digress, though. I mean, we got what we are two weeks from Thursday away from the NFL draft. Yes, two and a half weeks. It'll be right after I leave, unfortunately. Oh, man. That's going to be a good time. It will be a good time. We, we may do a special edition episode the Might night of the to. draft. Maybe to do some live coverage. Of yeah, that would be really be, cool. That could be really fun. That would be really I'm, awesome. I'm so excited about the, the sports right now. is just awesome. Every one of them. I'm, I'm enjoying watching, obviously, golf. I'm, college basketball was a blast. NBA is going to have a great playoffs, I think. Hey, something we never talk about. I gotta gotta throw this in there. You know, I while I was in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. I got to go to a hockey game. We don't yeah. talk about hockey. I don't know a lot about it, but it is so fun watching a hockey game. It really in person. is, and it's definitely one of those like in person things. And I think the more you go to them in person, the more you'll watch outside. And like me with baseball, I used to never watch baseball on TV until I started going to Braves games, and now I'll I'll sit down and I'll watch them. But hockey games are fun. I mean, I go to like the the minor league essentially hockey games locally where i'm at they're not very good they seem like they always score within like the first three minutes (laughs) and then lose by like four but they're just fun games to go to it's a fun environment any sport that you can just drop the gloves and start punching each other i think is awesome i'm in for it yeah like i hockey's a lot of fun to go and watch and i've started paying attention to it a little bit more 
lot of my friends are hockey fans. I got one from Detroit, so he's a Red Wings fan. I got one from Colorado, so he's an Avalanche fan. So they made me pick a team. Obviously, California, I went with the Kings. Hey, I think I'm a Penguin fan now. I, I bought a Sidney Crosby jersey while I was gone. I mean, that's how I became a Braves fan. I just went to a Braves game. Wasn't Didn't really have a baseball team. I always said the Padres because I was born in San Diego, but... So I became a Braves fan, went to a game, and now let's go. A couple years World later, Series champs. Yes, sir. Let's go. We've been to two games together already. Yeah, yeah. And we need to get to more. Um, man, I I just love sports. I love baseball. Love I, and and now like I'm gonna follow hockey a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's really might, fun to I watch. I might have to start paying attention to it a little bit more so we can for our hockey fans out there, we could talk about that a just little bit. Just a little bit. bit. I don't know enough about it to talk about it knowledgeably yet. But hey, go Pens! They're they're probably not going to make the playoffs. I think they're nah, one the point Bruins, out. The Bruins are looking real solid right now. They, they look just really broke good. the record for the most wins in NHL history. So, um, I have a buddy who's a Bruins fan, and I know a couple of Bruins fans. And just based off of how they act, I hate the Bruins. Yep. So I'm not going to cheer for them. Same with the Pittsburgh. By the way, I'm not going to support the Penguins just because of the people that I know that are Pittsburgh fans. <laughs> I heard that. So, so be it. That. So it'd be it to each their own. Definitely not cheering for the Canadian teams, but no, not at all. Never. Um, all right. So, Hey, let's get to some style points. Yes, sir. And I know we talked about this. I think we can make it a multi episode thing. So, so down with that, we, we want to talk about the best unis and sports. You just wanted to start it off with each, go by sport. Let's go by sport. Okay. And, and, you know, in some, you have college and NBA. What, what's, what sport wanna, should we start, start with? I want to start with NFL. I mean, we okay. talked a lot. Let's just go NFL to start off with. So pro football. Obviously, you're going to say Panthers, and I will agree to an extent. Their black uniforms with the blue and the white letters are sharp. Oh. I love black uniforms. I will counter that slightly, and I'll say they're up there, probably top three, top five. The Vikings alternate black uniforms with the purple, I think, they are look- some of the sharpest uniforms I think they look awesome. They look they look pretty sweet. You know, so you, you have I'm biased. I'm a Panthers fan. I love I actually love our blue, like our color rush blue that we wore. Uh, the helmets that they did with that were awesome. And then there's some that I really despise, but I'm going to be it, it's a little bit of bias. They actually did get voted the best unis in the NFL they, by they are very, one very of the mainstream um, the, you mentioned the Vikings. You're a Chargers fan. I love some of their uniform combinations I, yeah. as well. I I will say back in the day when our primary was the white, the or our home and away was the white and navy. I lo- the baby blue was iconic. We loved. Now that's our primary. Mm-hmm. You know, for the our home games. I still love it. I do love our baby blue. I I would argue that we have some of the best alternates. Our color rush navy and our color rush royal are gorgeous. I love the navy. That's my favorite uniform. I purposely waited to get my Eckler jersey in the dark blue because I wanted to have that one be like one of my favorite players, you know. But I I do love the Chargers colors. But I am open to hearing now. There's a lot of teams that have great uniforms. Mm-hmm. Some of the worst ones I would say Green Bay and Kansas City. Kansas City oh. looks like ketchup and mustard. I hate their uniforms. I think they're ugly. I, I've never liked any combination of no. them. Green Bay, the the green and the yellow. It just it just looks like just unsettling. I, I've never liked their uniforms. 
The uh, Browns, I feel like you're the Browns that orange are, and br- brown. It's actually, brown. they're all orange jerseys. I'm not I'm the orange. I'm there for. I, I just the brown is just such a. Blah, again, their name is blah. the Browns, so I'm right. I mean, it fits, I mean, and I, I hate the Browns just because I hate Ohio. But um, I would say the Steelers. I'm not a big fan of the. They're yellow. The black with the yellow. I mean, that's iconic. That. That's old school. I will say I'm a big fan of black uniforms. Yes. I think down. there's something just mean about a bl- like a black uniform. Obviously, mm-hmm. our colors growing up in high school were black and white, black and silver, black and gray. It's kind of changed throughout the years. But something about like a, just a black uniform with an accent just looks so good, which is why I like the Vikings black with the purple, the yep. Panthers black with the blue. The dolphins, um, I I really like the dolphins colors. Like I'm I'm here for the teal. I love the color teal. I can go it, that. I would with say some it orange. fits for Miami, right? Like very, it's very Miami. I would love for them to throw like the how the Heat have like that pink with the blue. I would I think that would be kind of cool for them to throw in there that Miami Vice type of color scheme. But I would say Miami definitely fits them as a team for sure. Um. There's so many good color schemes, and we can do a lot with this, actually. I feel like we can do our favorite. We can do the worst. We can also do the most iconic, like most recognizable uniforms in just sports, just general, which let's let's both go. And and we can hit this again, too, but I want you to tell me what you think the most iconic uniform just in sports for whatever the sport maybe is, regardless of sport. Oh, uh Regardless, regardless of sport, not just football. Like, what is the most iconic? Yankees. That's what I was going to go with, yeah. and and it's probably too. You could throw in a, a, you know, some soccer or football, depending on where you're at in the world. You know, some of those, like a Messi jersey. Uh, I mean, or yeah, Messi, Ronaldo. Ar- Messi Argentina. Like, but the, the Yankees, blue, the white. like the Yankees, that is the say, that's one of the I, most hands iconic. down. I I feel like that is what I would go with. Right up there with that, and and the goat himself did it is the Bulls. I was say, I was, I was about to say the Bulls, like there's the, that red and black is. And pretty, you already said the Cowboys yeah. were for football. As much as you hate to say it, it's true. It like, is true. Um, and I think I hate the silver and the blue. I I, I actually don't hate their white with the navy blue. Mm-hmm. I I like those. I hate their silver uniforms. Yeah. I think they're ugly because you can't really tell if they're silver or gray or white or are they, is it like a blue tint? It changes in the light and it throws me off. I don't like it. I've never liked their uniforms, the For gray sure. ones, but I, I'm not a super against their their navy blue and white no, ones. Not at all. With right. the, with their like white helmets with the blue yeah. star, like I think that that's, that's really iconic. Cool. I it's feel iconic. Like. Yeah, it's it's a clean looking uniform. For sure. I like I like just a simple, clean uniform. A one that I just remembered is the Jets. They have. If you're a fan of green, you probably like it. I. I could go either way. Their black uniforms are sharp. Again, it's okay. I, love, I love their black. And again, I'm going to be biased if we're talking iconic. The the old school North Carolina uniforms with the argyle are. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some 100%. of. I mean, that's the just, most. That's one of those things that like they've basically like. That's their thing. The Yankees have the pinstripe uniforms. Mm-hmm. North Carolina has the the baby blue and white argyle. Yep. That is just their. Gotta thing. love it. Gotta love it, man. There's so much we could talk about. We should run though. It's been great it doing this in been. person. It's been awesome. And you know, you're around for a few more weeks. Hopefully we can do this again in person. I, I know think next we'll get week. One more. Yeah. One more in person next week and then we'll do a little video of I so look forward to that. I'm sure you do. Yeah. Just just I'm can't just, wait. I was so happy that 
I didn't have to eat the banana man sandwich. I know a lot of people were probably, I know a lot of my friends were rooting for me to do it. Yeah. Because they want to see me suffer, but now I get to get to watch you. get you. to make me suffer. I will, I will make sure you have a nice big glass of milk next yeah, to you. I'm going to need it. I don't even like milk that much, but I'm going to need that. it that day. I love milk. Like, I don't drink a lot of milk. I, I kind of forget about it, but then I like, I'll drink a glass of it and I'm like, man, this was good. Now, you said some Oreos or chocolate chip cookies well, like, not in front of me. Yeah. Like, I'm going to find the milk, oh, yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, no, not just a, a huge milk fan. I digress. I like chocolate milk, though. Chocolate milk's delicious. But, man, we could get off on another rabbit trail. Hey, it's yeah. been great. It's yeah. been fun. Thanks all for this, for those that listen. And we'll be back probably next week, same, same time. All right, later. Later.